Hi, I'm Kimmy Jane, a corporate girl by day and a model, pageant girl and podcast host by night. Welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast, where I'll interview women from diverse backgrounds on life, careers and confidence, so you can learn, laugh, grow and be inspired along the way. Be sure to like, review and subscribe as that would mean so much to me. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in to my next episode. Nicole, welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so excited to get chatting with you today. Just to help the audience get to know you a little bit better, how about we start with an introduction? Hi, everyone. My name is Nicole Missios. I am 22 years old. I live in Melbourne, the very cold state of Australia. And I have been a national finalist for Australia Galaxy Pageants for two years now and hoping for a third time next year. Thank you so much, Nicole. Um, For the listeners, Nicole and I actually first met um, back in May earlier this year at the Australia Galaxy Pageant, which was so much fun. Um, Nicole, I'd love to know um, what inspired you to apply to be national finalist again for the most recent pageant? I think it was just coming back and enjoying another week of being in pageant land and achieving those small goals that I had set for myself since when I first did it, I didn't really achieve them. I'm like, oh, I would love to win an extra sash. You know, I'd love to build more confidence and work on my like skills and everything. So I went back and I applied another year and ended up getting back in, which was amazing because you know, you can't guarantee you always make it back into another pageant another year, but Shikai took me back on board and I was like, okay, this is a sign then. And you did such a wonderful job on stage. I loved all of your pageant week outfits. They were so on point. Mm. What do you think was the biggest area of improvement going back a second time to Galaxy? Definitely my interview skills were the biggest improvement. I had worked so hard to build a platform and make sure I was promoting that platform and raising awareness and bringing that to my interview while giving some star goals as to why they should pick me as the next Miss Galaxy Australia. And I actually also helped my best friend Skylar who ended up winning Best in Interview and The Crown because I was like, I'm going to help you win. So at least one of us walks away with a crown at least. I think that's so wonderful seeing the sisterhood at pageantry and helping one another grow. That's like the most beautiful part of pageants, honestly. And I'm so glad to hear that you improved an interview. I feel like interview is sometimes the hardest part of a pageant because you really have to know who you are and know what Mm. you stand for. Speaking of, would you mind sharing what your pageant platform is? Yeah, so I raise awareness for women in the sports industry and people with a disability in the sports industry. Since I am one of the women in the sports industry, I'm currently working towards my degree in sports management and screen media and performance, hopefully having graduated by the end of this year. And hopefully I'll be working in like an AFL team or somewhere else. I don't know where, but I'm just letting God plan whatever he has for me. Women in sport is a huge focus at the moment, especially with the Matildas Matildas Mm. having that huge win over France. Do you think that there's a lot more that the media could do to promote women in sport? There definitely is, but I think they're already doing so much. For example, it was like 
the MCG, because I had went, watched Carlton versus Melbourne, they had played the Matildas game live there. So everyone could come and watch and support the Matildas while, you know, grabbing a sausage roll or a, like a pie and, you know, waiting for their team to come out. So I think that was a big major step. Uh, in Melbourne, there's Federation Square area in the CBD. They've been playing all the games live. And I know for the semifinals, they're playing it at Amy Park for free entry. So anyone can go. So I think they're doing a lot, but they still need a whole lot of work to bring more awareness and to get people to believe in the Matildas as well, because they're very capable of winning. Saying from like last week's win. So they're very capable. Absolutely. And I was so honestly like proud of the Matildas. And I was also impressed by the public support behind them, like not just women, but men, you know, rallying for the Matildas mm. and seeing that change in the media. I think that we have come a long way compared to the past, but you're right. I'm very mm. excited to see what the future holds for women in sport and how the media represents women in sport moving forward. Um, how would you like mm. to use your studies in the future? Definitely would love to gain a job in like event management or football operations, anything along those lines, I would love to. It's a lot of work, but I'm more than happy to sign up for that and be on the game days, you know, helping the team lead to a victory or whatever it is. I just want to be there and doing that. That's my dream and that's my goal. And where do you think that love of the sporting industry comes from, Nicole? Is this something you grew up with that, or that your parents were really enthusiastic about? Can you share a little bit more about that side? Uh, it's kind of like I'm not too sure really because growing up I was always a dancer. I wanted to become a professional ballet dancer and I never really knew about having a career in the sports industry until I got to my first year of university when I was completing my diploma and I had realised that a lot goes behind the scenes in order to make these major events happen. And I was like, oh, that that really interests me, actually. Like, I never knew about that. So I ended up studying and I was a bit like kind of like, eh, I don't really know what I want to do. And then in my final year, I ended up having a clearer path and I was like, okay, event management or operations or at least partnerships, that's the goal. Let's work towards getting there. Amazing. And how much longer do you have for your studies? Do you have much more to go? I have like two months left. Oh, only two months left to go before you graduate. I So I finish all my studies uh, by the end of October. I plan to have all my assignments submitted. And then once the grades are released, I will graduate next year. Oh, my gosh. That so is so exciting. Yes, it is. But it's also very – it's. I'm on the long road and I'm currently a little bit burnt out. So I'm just like trying to push myself, keep myself, you know, healthy, not getting too badly burnt out because there's no point in quitting now. You've like, I've come so far. There's no point in giving up. So true. Like sometimes the burnout happens right before the finish line because mm. the finish line is so close and it's, it's in sight. And I guess it is tiring when you're working so hard towards a goal. What have you been doing though to like, you know, do some self-care and how have you been looking after yourself while also juggling things like pageantry and study? I've definitely taken a little bit of a step back in pageants at home. I still plan a lot and try to pick my gown that I haven't gotten around to because it's so hard picking a gown that I love and then coach my coach will approve and she'll be like, "Mm, no, Nicole, 
no, you can pick a better gown. So I try to like just take a step back and focus on the main things. It's like making sure I'm getting enough sleep uh, every night. I'm eating at least somewhat of a decent diet. I don't necessarily go like eat salads all the time. Like you can eat whatever you like, just have a decent diet of healthy foods and, you know, a bit of like fun foods as well. And also just when I notice I'm falling back a bit, just talking to someone like a counselor, a psychologist and explaining the problems has also really helped because they can guide me in, you know, getting myself back up and getting myself re-motivated again. Because sometimes I do fall back and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And it's like, no, let's push through and let's get to the end. It's so true. Like there's so much benefit Mm. in speaking to someone because they can always give you that clarity and just be like an ear for Mm. you when you need to like get your thoughts out and then sort of, you know, gain that perspective. So don't worry, you've only got a little bit further to go with your studies. You've just got to push through and you'll get there so soon. (laughs) And um, I'm hoping you'll come back to the Australia Galaxy pageant as well next year. Um, And then after your studies, you'll be able to maybe enjoy it a little bit more if you're not trying to juggle so many things, right? (laughs) Oh, yes. I won't be stressing about grades, that's for sure. Yeah, that's always a bonus. So outside of study and pageantry, Nicole, like, do you like to read? Are there any TV shows you've been watching? Like, how have you be, how do you kind of unwind and like have you time? Uh, yeah, so I do. I'm a dancer. I've been a dancer for nearly 19 years now, I think it is. Um, so I dancing, I have my singing lessons weekly, which is so much fun because I just go and sing a random song to my singing teacher and she's like, Let's get back to your exam songs. I'm like, no, no, no. I've got a song to give to you. I can sing it. And then I also love shopping. It's not very good for my bank account, but you know, it makes me happy when I have a new delivery come. And uh, t- in terms of a TV show, I recently watched the High School Musical series and it wasn't too bad, but it could have been better. I didn't realise when you said you did dance, you'd done it for 19 years. Is that one style of dance or is that multiple? Multiples. I did, I've done jazz, tap, ballet, point, acrobatics, contemporary, lyrical, hip-hop I've done before and Irish dancing. So I've done a whole range over my like 19 years. My goodness, that is so cool. That is like so many styles of dance. And I don't know many people who can say they've done Irish dancing. So, yeah, you're definitely uh, unique in that respect. <laughs> well, it was my mum that got both me and my sister into it, but I had dropped out like a year into it because I'm like, mm, I keep injuring myself. And my sister actually ended up going to like the Australian competitions and everything. So she was like always like with mum because like, she was just amazing at Irish dancing where I was just like there to have fun in ballet class. Fair enough. And in the other mm. styles of dance, have you ever competed or do you do dance more for enjoyment? No, I still, uh, once I was like 17, 18, I started competing. Once I um, had understanding of like how to cope if I didn't win or like if I didn't do well, how to cope and not have a meltdown. So I was started competing at a very late age, but I've done about 20 dance competitions now. And I've got a few more this year, but they're kind of all crammed together to fit in with like my uni schedule and everything. So be exciting to see what happens this year. So yeah. 
Wow. Good luck with all your competitions. That sounds so cool. I actually didn't know that about you. So I'm so glad we had this podcast to um, learn more. And Nicole, you touched on a very important subject, which is, I guess, how to deal with letdowns. Because when you do competitions like pageantry, dance competitions, a big part of it is managing, you know, that after effect of when you don't win or you don't place and that sort of thing what has got you through those moments when you have felt disappointed when you haven't placed or done as well as you might have liked to it's hard at first because you've worked so hard towards something and to not have received what you've wanted it can be disheartening but it's always important to remember that that's not the end of your journey that there's another competition around the road that if you're that desperate you can do but I the main thing for me and this is something I've had to take on board this year is going back reviewing the judges feedback and seeing what I can actually improve on because yes you can compete in thousands of pageants of dance competitions but you're not going to really improve unless you're sitting down with your coach and understanding okay the dance judges keep saying I'm not having good enough technique can we go back to my ballet exam stuff and really focus on that before I compete in the next competition so then when I go back you say if it's like in a year's time I have built up that technique and hopefully it shows in my solos so then I'm not losing those same marks that I would keep losing if I just kept competing and competing and competing It's such Mm. a good skill to be able to take on feedback Mm. from judges or feedback in general. Mm. And yeah, I think you're so right. I think that it's all about Mm. progress and just looking at what you need to improve and just consistently Mm. making those changes over time. And it's a real skill to be able to take feedback because sometimes it can Mm. be hard, but if you can do it, then you ultimately Mm. win in the long run. So that's a really good point that you make there. So what else is on the horizon for you, Nicole? Do you have just really uni on top of your mind at the moment or do you have anything else down the track that you're working towards? No, the main goal is just graduate uni and get a job in the sports industry. That is really what's on the main horizon. Hopefully I'll be back competing at Australia Galaxy Pageants next year so that will start creeping back up in my timeline again once you know I get all my dates confirmed for next year and I'm capable of, going back and yeah let's I can only hope that I do even better than this year and achieve many more goals and hopefully maybe take away the crown but you know there's so many amazing girls coming back that it's just going to be luck of the draw whoever wins over the judges that's all it's going to be I think you have a great attitude and I think as long as you work hard you'll have something to take away from the pageant experience no matter what so I can't wait to see you shine next year on stage I'm sure you'll get back into the pageant Nicole is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners or anything that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to talk about we can talk about the fact that also like yes I'm a woman in the sports industry but also the idea around being having a disability as well in the sports industry because it's not very much spoken about Mm -hmm. and I hope that by you know, having being someone that does have autism can hopefully help other girls or guys, whoever is trying to get a job in the sports industry, you know, feel safe and calm about doing it because it is a very huge step and definitely something that can be tough at first. You know, you go to work at, say, an AFL game or something and there's loud sir- sirens or, like, noises. So it's just 
something that definitely needs to be brought to life. Like, and I probably like worded this very badly, but it's just the idea around, you know, we just because you have a hidden disability doesn't mean you're not capable enough of getting a job in whatever field you want. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that messaging. Do you think that there are some changes that sporting venues could create to be more inclusive of people who do have those invisible disabilities? Yeah, they've started out with sensory rooms, which is good, but I've heard recently in from concerts held at stadiums that they weren't very accommodating for people. So it's just building up back those sensory rooms and having them accessible for anyone to use. And it's also even if you have a physical disability, it's making sure the stadium is accessible for the person because I've seen online that people had like wheelchair bound that they couldn't even see the Taylor Swift concert because it was blocked by everyone that was standing up. So we need to be more accessible in the future so people that do have a disability can enjoy those events. That's a major point that hopefully in the future comes together and does come to life. Everywhere we go needs to be more inclusive because Mm. everyone should be able to enjoy concerts and events and Mm. it shouldn't be dependent on ability. So you definitely raised a great point. And do you think Mm. in the future when you work in a sporting industry that you would like to create some of these changes yourself from the inside? Definitely. I would love to. If Definitely I was like working for like venue management or something like that and say upgrading the MCG I would love to incorporate more accessibility for people like myself to have a safe space and making sure that it is accessible and not just there because it has to be there. You're right and it's so important for businesses these days to be putting in those uh, measures to make sure that they are providing access to people of all abilities and whether that they're visible or like you mentioned invisible so I'd love to see you working in the sporting industry. I think you're such a great advocate, Nicole, and I know you're going to do great things. Yes, definitely. Just got to finish uni. That's the first goal. (laughs) Yes. Finish uni, then conquer the world. Yes. (laughs) And go to the pageant. (laughs) Yes, and take away a win. That's a good point. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, well, Nicole, thank you so much for sharing. I feel like all the listeners will come away from this feeling very inspired and educated. Before we wrap up this podcast, I'll just check, is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Not really. I I am fundraising currently for the National Breast Cancer Foundation. So the link is in my Instagram. If anyone would like to donate for this month, I am stepping up to breast cancer. So if anyone would like to donate, they can. So it's not, necessary if you can't you can't it's okay we live in very bad inflation era at the moment so but if you can donate just five dollars it would be amazing to help reach zero deaths from breast cancer that is wonderful i will put that link maybe in the show notes as well so that people can Mm -hmm. easily find your donation link well nicole thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast before we do the final wrap up is there a message you would like to leave our listeners with This is the Australia Galaxy message, but be the best version of yourself. That's what I'm going to leave it with because I took that message on and I became the best version of myself. So I'm putting it out to all the listeners out there. 
You couldn't have said that better, Nicole. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've had an absolute blast speaking with you and I wish you all the best for the rest of your studies. Thank you very much for having me. I had such a great time and hopefully I'll be back soon. On Absolutely. Be sure to like, review and subscribe as that would mean so much to me. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in to my next episode. 